You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Gifts of healing, supernatural faith, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, and discerning of spirits. Those, all of those 22 things, all nine fruit, all nine gifts are for every believer. And you can have as much of them as you lay claim to. So every day I pray, God, fill me with love. I need to pray every day because apparently I leak. And I prayed yesterday and I was filled. But I woke up today and I ain't filled. Beautiful Mary wakes up chipper. She's... You know, we, we don't have a house, so we're in the hotel. She's dancing around, singing around the hotel, and I'm, I got a pillow over my head. Can't you be more quiet? <laughs> Give me five more minutes to sleep. I was a little overtired and a tiny bit grumpy. But she's so sweet. She's like, going to do great today. Pow, pow, pow. Get up out of bed. Get in there. Take a shower. Pray in tongues. Come on, preacher boy. Get with it. And... Uh, between the Holy Spirit and Mary, I'm doing okay. That's the way. They, they, they tandem, tandem, tandem wrestling. But all of us, so have you ever prayed that someone would leave your life because they were so challenging? God, give me a better job, a better situation. I bet it because this is, these people here. So, so instead of asking God to move you to a better place, Ask God to use you to make the place you're at better. So, God, what do you want to do? You're teaching me how to love someone who's difficult, who's dysfunctional, who's hurting. And that's where we really learn to grow. Amen. Jesus, I want to be like you. And he doesn't just lay his hand on us. He, he gives us some people that give us a chance to be more like him. I told someone the other day, I've had enough chances to be like Jesus this week. Lord, take it easy on me. I, I need a couple of easy days. This has been intense. So these guys were, they stood out, not because they had a pedigree. None of them had been with Jesus. None of them had been to seminary. None of them were apostles. They're just business people. They're, they're church members. Okay, so it's important because we don't ever want to, and so this is why Awaken is such a great model. Because we don't want to think like our, our, our leaders have some kind of advantage. Well, they just, you know, they, you know, God's hands upon them, his hands upon you too. We had the same the last year and then the pandemic and all the tensions in our country and our culture. We had the same battles you do. So we, we, we aren't better people. We just have a different responsibility. And, and so my second point, so I'm, 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 I, it, it is important because what happens to this guy, he changes the world. One person ablaze for Jesus can change the world. Let me, let me advance it. One person can shake a nation. One person can change a city. One person can change a generation. I am even less hip than your pastor. 
I should be hip because I have a bunch of musicians in my family and kids and stuff and a bunch of, uh, you, you know, I mean, they're really rocking it. And so I, I, try, I said, please keep me up to date. So the cool thing is all the women in my family dress for, they buy my clothes. These clothes are not mine. I just wear them publicly. They've been, they've been bought by my beautiful wife and her daughters and our daughters and stuff like But what, uh, you know, I, I found this kid, this young guy. He has like 200 million followers, and he talks about Jesus all the time. So I repost Justin Bieber all the time. I said, Justin Bieber is talking about Jesus. He just talked to more people than I'll talk to my whole lifetime. He just said wonderful things about Jesus. It's amazing what just one person could do with one person. Apparently, we don't have a lot of Justin Bieber fans here. <laughs> He's a believer? Believer, yeah. In Acts chapter 8, let's find. So persecution comes to the church um, because they're in a very hostile. The Roman Empire was so cruel. It was so powerful. It was so authoritative. It was a dictatorship. It was a dominant, I mean, their army was so powerful. They ruled by might and fear. And so they left the church alone until the church hit a tipping point. And so many tens of thousands were saved in Jerusalem, it began to shake and reshape the culture. And the Romans saw it as a threat. They're just secular, you know, they're, they have this, this, this global agenda. And so they began to persecute the church. They used then those that are hostile to the way, that the, the early name for the church, and they persecute them. But instead of destroying the church, it multiplied the church. And Acts 8 says this, then those who were scattered, okay, by persecution or by threat of death or imprisonment, went everywhere preaching the word. So instead of 12 preachers, now you have tens of thousands of preachers. Each one, Jesus is on their lips. Come on. Never let the devil tell you that you don't know enough of the Bible to share Jesus with somebody. Tell people your story. Tell them the good news of what God's done for you. Tell them what's happened in your, your life, your health, your marriage, your, your, your heart, your mind, whatever. Tell them your testimony. People can fight against your ideas. They can't fight against your experiences. <clears throat> tell them what God's done for you. So he, 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 he's... Part of this army that's been dispersed, then Philip, here he is in verse 5 of 8th chapter of Acts. Philip went down to a city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. Preached Christ. Don't you, don't you love how Jesus was the center of every song we sang today? Jesus, 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 Jesus. And the multitude in this city, with one accord, heeded the things spoken by Philip. I see the greatest spiritual awakening in America's history right in front of us. When we're going to see things like that, whole regions and whole cities and whole states, whole countries swept into the kingdom of God, it's going to happen. And the Bible says, of course, he preached Christ, but here's some more amplification, 
they gave heed seeing and hearing the miracles that he did. So they heard the gospel. My, my beautiful wife of 42 years loves to shop at Costco. She doesn't allow me to go with her because I'm a large item man. I never, as soon as I see the large TV, I say, honey, that TV is 140 inches. Ours is only 65 inches. I need that TV. So I, I've been grounded from Costco for the last decade. But she goes to Costco. Her favorite thing is she told me, because it opened up and, you know, had masks, and now she can finally go in. And she says, Costco's really open because now they have samples. Yeah. <laughs> and so David said like this, don't take my word for it. Taste and then see that the Lord is good. So a miracle is not just taking my word for it. A miracle is tasting the goodness of God in your own life. And so in the kingdom, the sharing of the gospel and the demonstration of the gospel go together. Just like, remember kindergarten, show and tell. You, you, you bring something and you demonstrate, you show them your turtle, you show them whatever it is. In the kingdom of God, we've robbed a generation by only telling and never showing. And so the distinctiveness of Awakened Church is that there are so many God encounters that happen in every service that the gospel's not just told, it's demonstrated by, by healings and miracles and transformations. So great joy, the Bible says, in that city, verse 7, many unclean spirits came out loud voices. Many that were possessed were set free. Many that were paralyzed and lame were healed. I would say that last sentence tells that Philip, Philip had anointing for back and bone healings. So there's lots of gifts of healing. He had a really kind of specific orientation there. And there was consequently great joy because the human spirit rejoices when it experiences the divine, when it experiences really the supernatural. We were made to be encounters encounters of the supernatural when the church doesn't do it the, the 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 culture goes to psychics or goes to fantasy movies and for 90 minutes they have a pretend supernatural encounter when the church does it there's joy in the city because people genuinely encounter the supernatural okay so in the middle of all that there was a certain man there he's now lifted up and identified and focused on, named Simon, who previously practiced sorcery in that city, astonishing the people of Samaria. That in the King James it says, bewitching the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, this man's the great power of God. They heeded him because he had astonished, bewitched them with his sorceries for a long time. But when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Then Simon the sorcerer himself also believed. When he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed seeing the miracles and signs that were done. So, one, so you have to see the just position 
between a church deacon, a church businessman, an unordained guy, a non-platform guy, and the highest witch in the world. So here comes the witch. His spell is so powerful. A whole city is under his spell. So a whole city. Before cable TV news, there was this guy. Under his, under his spell. Okay. So here comes the, the, the preacher guy. He has Jesus. He is filled with the Holy Ghost. He's unusually bold. Miracles break out. And the sorcerer says, that's a whole different level of power. He said, I know power. I have power. I use power. I've never seen anything like that. And the witch switched. And he also was baptized. Now, he got in trouble later on in this chapter because he's not all the way saved yet, okay? He's, he's like kind of saved. So just a couple of points to follow up with this. Philip came to a region, so the Samaritans in Bible times were a nation that suffered tremendous persecution, tremendous racial injustice. The Samaritan nation was made up of people that were half Jewish and half Gentile. So both, both Jews and Gentiles really despaired them, dishonored them. And then their religion, too, was close to Judaism. It really was Judaism, but Jews did not accept it as being pure. So they were rejected for their race and for their religion. So every single Jew was raised to understand the Samaritans were bad. So here comes a Jew named Philip. He comes to a city that he was taught to hate. That he was taught they were evil by nature, by birth, by practice, by religion, and by ethnic origin. He is so filled with Jesus, there's no racism left in him. And he preaches God's love so powerfully. The whole city that has been hurt by him, by men like him, says that guy's different. He's filled with Jesus and love and, and hope and grace and joy. And he broke the curse of racial division. Philip overcame racial and religious bias and prejudice to reach a whole city. The last idea, and I'll go to my third point, is miracles don't follow preachers, they follow believers. And so miracles should follow preachers because preachers should at least be believers. But because I'm preaching in this platform, I don't have a special grace for anointing or anointing for miracles unless I have faith for them. So, so miracles for everybody. Let me say it like this. This guy's a church usher. He gets dispersed through persecution and wins a whole city because he had faith in God and because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Ah, it's so good. It's so true. It's for all of us. One, one believer 
in Jesus Christ has more real power and authority than 10,000 witches. I, I, it's so important because the devil only has power through deception. And often he uses deception to exaggerate the potential of his power. But what fear does, it pulls you under the grip of deception and into the snare of Satan's oppression and power, his jurisdiction. And so this, this young boy preached and the spell was broken and a whole city had their eyes open. There's no deception in this culture that Jesus can't conquer. There's no deception in your family too big for Jesus. There's no identity struggle someone's having that Jesus can't heal and deliver someone from. There's simply none of that. Last point. I'm sorry I'm going, I feel like I'm going slow today. But um, that's what you get. Running with chariots, when, when he, he won a whole city. And so something wonderful happens next in Acts chapter 8, verse 26. The angel of the Lord came to Philip and said, Arise and go down to the road that goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, this man had charge of all of her treasury. He had come to Jerusalem to worship. So he's a proselyte Jewish person. And his queen, Candace, was also devoted to be to the one true God, but not knowing Jesus yet. He was returning back and sitting in his chariot. He was reading the scroll of Isaiah the prophet. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake his chariot. Then Philip ran to meet him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you're reading? So just a couple points. This guy is in his chariot. He's sitting down, but the chariot's moving. The chariot's going forward. This would be kind of a, like a limousine chariot. Okay, this is, the, this, this, this is a nice, uh, there, there probably was other people in this picture, uh, soldiers. And so he's, the chariot's going, and Philip's called to talk to him, but the chariot doesn't stop. So, so before Philip could reach him, he had to run with him. And he's running and he said, do you understand what you're reading? So Philip was, he, he was pretty in shape. Because <laughs> I got tired doing that for 15 seconds. Right? I got, so, so Philip's in shape and, and the man said, how can I understand it unless someone teaches me? And the Bible says, beginning at that scripture, Philip began to preach Christ to him. They came across the river, and the man invited Philip into his chariot, finally stopped it, and said, what's preventing me from being baptized? And Philip said, if you believe with all of your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, you may, you may be baptized. He said, I believe. He took him into the water, baptized him. When he came up out of the water, born again, radiant with new life. In an instant, Philip was captured away, teleported away. And he was found at Azotus, and there he preached the gospel to them. The eunuch began to worship God, realizing he just had an amazing encounter. These points, and I'm going to pray for some people. God will always send someone with answers 
to someone who's a sincere seeker. This man's wanting help. God was so eager to help him, and an angel gave a preacher guidance to find that man. Recognize and seize the moment when your life intersects someone that needs Jesus. Begin where people are in life and where they are in the Word of God, the Scriptures, and preach Jesus to them. When you're truly hungry, you'll receive help and truth from anyone God sends you. The Ethiopian was a black man with great standing and authority. God sent him a white man that was not as educated nor as influential as the Egyptian. Both men wanted God's will so desperately that together they experienced a historical breakthrough. Tradition tells us that the Ethiopian unit went back to Ethiopia and birthed the church in the nation. The whole nation was changed by one encounter. And when you think about this encounter, all the things, the complexity, the Ethiopian had to, had to look at this man realizing he was in a superior place in, in every way, in government, in finance, in education, in standing, in dignity, in importance. And here comes this lay preacher. And Philip had to look at him as, as, as a man from a different race and not even care about that, but see his hunger for God. When two people want God so much, all the barriers between them fall down and are removed and don't matter one iota. It doesn't matter. The last mention, I'll tell this because I need to start praying for some folks. Philip is mentioned lastly in chapter 21 of Acts and he's called Philip the Evangelist. He went from a lay leader, deacon, just a guy in fire now he's an evangelist. Now, I just want to say this. Don't tell everybody who you are before you do it. Do it, and life will tell you who you are. I don't... I've never passed out cards saying, you know, I have this gift. I'm the, I just do it. Like I, this week alone, I prophesied over a couple hundred people. I just keep doing it. People keep saying I'm something because of that. I, I think it's just so important that we don't try to advertise something we've not yet demonstrated in our, in our lives. That we obtain and walk in just a little bit of humility. Just let God take care of all that thing. But Philip, the evangelist, so his, his, his recognition came after his history with God. His proven achievements in God. And he had four daughters and they all prophesied. God, let the spirit of prophecy fill the children and the young people of this church, this whole movement. Let all of them prophesy. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.